Und sag ich mir, ja, so wild. Oh my gosh. How much do you think she gets yeah. paid every time the commercial plays? She's getting those sweet residuals. I know. You know, five cents adds up when it's like 500,000 times or more. Yeah, 500,000 cents is a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, if I had a nickel for every... Oh, wait, I do. Oh, wait, I do. Yeah, I do. Hi, I'm Rose. I'm Kelsey in my sad voice. <laughs> and for the last time this season, this is Gloria. <laughs> You like how we just dropped that on you with nothing? No, I know. Morning, Rose. <laughs> my warning. I She's did like, my. Hi, I'm Rose. I know. I like, got into my like character. <laughs> like, hi. I mean, we're like, you know, shooting the shit, and then I'm like, okay, you guys ready? Hi, I'm Rose. <laughs> I know. I should have been like, hi, I'm Rose. Hi, I'm Kelsey. I'm Gloria. <laughs> <laughs> we're so sad we're so sad this is it this is it this is it uh chapter 27 y'all and chapter oh my god 27. we made it like couldn't make it around 30 kinda, huh i know right <laughs> couldn't well couldn't you make know, it around 28 which is an even number <laughs> yeah you didn't want to have another one gloria another you know 10 page chapter for you and then we get two pages each you know? you know, I feel like the end was, we kind of talked about this last time, but it was a little unevenly distributed, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. That's a nice way of putting it, that it was unfair. We had a bone to pick with you, Miller. <laughs> Listen, Miller. Listen, Miller. Well, before when we- When we get hired as consultants, we'll have a, we'll have a conversation. We'll, with we'll you have Miller. that chat with you. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll cover that for sure. <laughs> um. I will say that we recently got to see each other in person, and that was very special because- Yes, we did. We sure did. We sure did. It was so great. So special. Don't make me sing. Don't make me sing. Don't make me sing. Don't make me sing. (laughs) But we did. We got to see each other, and um, it was really, really sweet because we hadn't seen each other in person, I think, since we started doing this. I mean, we haven't seen each other- at the same time, all three of us. Mm-hmm. We've yeah. seen each other separately. Because I know Kelsey stopped by my place and then Kelsey's mm-hmm. seen Gloria. And But I also got to meet Gloria's animals and I'm in love. <gasps> yeah. Binksy. Oh, my gosh. I could not shut up about how much I'm in love with your dog yeah. all weekend. He's so cute. He's pretty lovable. Listen. He's so cute. He's – you guys – really lucked out like you got the like the best shelter dog you could have gotten a real messed up one <laughs> <laughs> don't make me think about all the ones we left behind oh, oh. they all deserve love yeah. of get out of here sarah <laughs> sarah get out of here <laughs> we, don't we didn't invite you sarah <laughs> take Kristen with you with- <laughs> Crystal. don't make me sing <laughs> With the, with the slow mo shaking dogs, yeah, <laughs> I fucking hate those commercials. Oh. <laughs> and then the- and they're always on at like two a.m. Like when you're at your most vulnerable. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and the like, little, the, I think there's one with a cast on it, and Kelsey and I would always 
of course. We, I think we sent each other a text one time. We were like, his widow pug. There was this little tiny cat or something with a giant cast on. Aww, and we were like, he broke it. He broke it. He broke his paw. <laughs> Well, like, I'm kind of stalling because I don't want. Oh, you were just going to segue. But I was, I was going to segue. <laughs> I'm kind of stalling because I don't want to get to it. I know. I know. But I know we have to. So we, we got a segue. We, we got a. <laughs> By the way, this is a live, a a live episode and it doesn't end. So because we don't want it to. Yes. So you're listening we'll in real live. time. We're just going to keep talking like a telethon. Yeah. Yep. yep. Hours and hours and hours. <laughs> so call 1 900. Uh, no, don't. No. Call. <laughs> C I R C E. One nine hundred. Da na 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 na. One nine hundred. It's my money and I want it now. It's my money and I want it now. <laughs> well, what does Cersei want? Oh. Valiant effort, though. Along. No, yeah. you're, you got to follow the pattern of speaking yeah. of blah, blah, blah. And that's when you go into the yeah. summary. <laughs> speaking of things dying, let's talk about the last chapter. Yeah. No, go ahead, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a yawn. Sorry. Speaking of yawning. Oh, I made you yawn. Sorry. <laughs> speaking of yawning, let's talk about eternal sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, give me some of that. All right. Yeah. So this whole chapter is basically a flash forward that Cersei imagines for herself if the the draft or whatever she's making on on the beach here actually works. Um, It's basically what she thinks of when she's kind of making this potion and what her life could be. So uh, I honestly like uh, in my notes, I'm like, I feel like I almost just wrote the whole chapter over again. (laughs) It's like (laughs) it has so, so much good stuff in it. And like, it, it all kind of hits you like bing, bang, boom. And like, I didn't want to leave out anything because yeah. it's actually such good stuff that happens. And I and I didn't want to leave like any happy stone unturned. You know, <laughs> I wanted to yeah. make sure that we talked about like every single little thing that Cersei imagines for herself and if she's really imagining it or not. We can talk about that. Mm. So yeah. that's also a theory. It's like that weird um, AM, PM snack thing. Too much good stuff. His name is Tungus. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that was. You know what's funny is that, that I just <laughs> saw that mascot on a door of an AMPM, and I was like, "A, what the fuck is that?" Because <laughs> he's made up of like all the like snacks, Cheetos yeah. and like yeah. hot dogs. He's got like and... Twizzler hair, I think, and yeah. yes, like Twinkie. But fingers. But then I was like, I know his name is something weird. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't remember yeah. what it was. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even realize that was his name, and that's what it literally meant. just TMGS, <laughs> and his name is Tumgus. Tumgus. Too much good stuff. Catchy. <laughs> yeah. Marketing department, you are fired. Yep. Fired. Um, yeah, so I wanted to make sure I hit everything. Um, so she's she's out there in the grass. She's just left Telemachus behind, and she's going to go do her, her spell on her own. She goes to this small clearing that she and Telemachus like to go to, and she has her bronze bowl that she's had since the very first spells that she's cast. Um, she cuts a bunch of flowers and she's dripping the sap into the bowl and she plants the final one and and thinks maybe or kind of hopes really that it will grow in the sun there on her island. Um, she considers all these flowers and what 
has come of them in the past, you know, how these flowers helped to change her life and transfigure two very important people in her life, mm. you know, the first being Glaucos and how it kind of erased the man that she, I don't want to say fell in love with because she was kind of young at the time. Well, I guess young for an immortal early on in her eternal life. <laughs> um, so kind of had a, had a really big crush on, you know, and then of course we all know what happened to Scylla and like how that just completely changed her and ruined her life basically. Um, and these were both at her hand. And so the idea of creating another spell like this for herself obviously really scares her and makes her wonder, you know, what's going to happen. But when she's thinking about this, of what's going to happen. This is where it kind of begins with the, the flash forward or like the, the, the considering of what could happen. So she says, perhaps all I hope will come to pass. Like the first kind of positive thought that she's had about her future. Um, her and Telemachus will travel to Egypt and all the other places that, that all the other places that they want to see um, living on her witchcraft and his carpentry, helping people, fixing ships, casting charms to help the diseased people she says, we would take pleasure in the simple mending of the world, which I loved. That was Aww. very sweet. <clears throat> she thinks Telemachus would ask her for children, and she would answer that he doesn't know what he's asking of her. Um, and thinking about all of the, the trauma that she went through when she was pregnant with Telegonus and like what happened with that and how she was worrying what would happen from all that. And he would tell her, this time you are not alone. Aww. And that was very sweet, too. You yeah. are not alone. <laughs> 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 Just had to get one more of those in. <laughs> one more usurp in there. Um, yeah, at this point, Telemachus, I'm like fully sold on Telemachus, and that's big coming from a Daedalus girl. Yeah. yeah. You know, I I have moved on from me at Daedalus RIP, but Oh my goodness. Where there's a new man in town. I know. Dang. For Cersei, not for me. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 That makes more sense. I'm happy that Cersei has her man in Telemachus. I think they're well matched. Well, no wonder <laughs> you're happy because then you get Dades all to yourself. So I'm not yeah, That is also <laughs> very true. <laughs> Listen, I don't write the copy. I just read it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so they, in this kind of like flash forward or imagining of a future in her, vision. Um, that's in her vision that she's having on the beach while she's holding the, the, the moly over the bowl and not moving yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, they have two daughters in this vision. Penelope attends her birthing bed. And this is the part where I'm like, again, I would not have put money on the race of Penelope and Cersei being besties, like <laughs> Penelope attending the birth of her her son and now her daughter-in-law who also slept with her husband and had a kid with that guy. Like I would not have put money. Yeah. On <laughs> and so that baby would be her grandchild. And Oh my God. Sorry. Earl's in the garage thinking he's being quiet. I think. Is your house being broken into? <laughs> Pretty much from the inside. <laughs> the call coming from the house. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that commercial? <laughs> uh, doobie, doobie, doo. <laughs> uh, I lost my place. Hold on. Uh, oh, you're yeah, trying to figure the, out the what... granddaughter of Penelope, and also, and also the well, sister. Guess... 
of Telegonus. And the half. The sister and of Telegonus and the niece of Telegonus. There you go. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah. Half niece. niece. Sister and niece of Telegonus. That's yeah. Okay. Really <laughs> oh my gosh. Woo. Mm. Oh, the drama's too thick for me. Drama be thick, thick, kick, 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 kick. And then if Forcey. Odysseus were still alive, let's take it to another level. It would be mm-hmm. his ex's child, also his grandson. Also his granddaughter. Yeah, granddaughter. Uh, and also like kind of his stepdaughter, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> would it be? Uh, yeah. No, because they're not married. They weren't, but still, it would, it would be weird. It would, it would be, be a be whole weird. mess. Step-granddaughter. Yeah. yeah. It would be a mess. Big old mess. Um. Penelope weaves and casts spells and grows old, that uh, Cersei says, but she never seems to tire, although Cersei does mention that sometimes she sees Penelope looking out to the horizon where the House of the Dead is. So kind of also like longing for an end or like ready for an end, you know? Mm-hmm. Her children are very different. One is contemplative and one is very energetic, and they she talks about how they complement each other and are different from each other and how much her and Telemachus love their children and are just like enamored with them. They all travel to meet Telegonus on his golden throne who rules kindly and justly. And this is the the tea that I liked from this part was a quote, tall, dark haired youth never leaves his side. Mm-hmm. And he says he may never marry. And I don't know about Aww. you, but that sounds kind of gay. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, gay. Gay. Peter gay. is gay. <laughs> Hi, gay. Hi, gay. I love the old gays. Uh, <laughs> the old game oh, I love. Yes, they're, so they're the best. <laughs> they're so good. Um, he's still very polite and loving and just an all-around good guy that, you know, he always was like a good person. He's just, it seems to me like he's kind of grown up now and now he's like a good man. He's no longer like a good teenager. Like he's actually grown <laughs> into a, a good leader uh-huh. and a good man. Um, Cersei begins to feel her age, but she addresses it mostly with satisfaction. She sees the lines in her face and how she's thickened, she says. <laughs> <laughs> and when she cuts herself, uh, the scars remain. Um, and side note, I am now going to stop saying that I've gained weight and just say I have thickened when I feel a little bloated. <laughs> like I've thickened like a slurry. Yeah. Oh, no. I have thickened a lot lately. Like a what? Like a slurry. Well, a slurry is what you use to thicken yeah. stuff. So thickened like a room. Yeah, I was going to say thickened like a, like a dark like rich room. Like a dark rich room. <laughs> Yes. After I have a big meal, I'm going to be like, oh, I have thickened. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And a really great quote that I loved was um, because she's contemplating the end of her life and how and how that is so new to her. But she says, of course, my flesh reaches for the earth. That is where it belongs. Mm. And I love that quote. It was like, ah, like it's so it's so um, ashes to ashes. Yeah, it's just so yeah. like world changing for her to realize like, yes, this is what is supposed to happen. No one's supposed to live forever. Mm-hmm. No one's supposed to have eternal life. And it's kind of interesting, too, because that's where all of her like pharmaca supplies come from. And so I feel like she's very connected to the earth. And so she yeah. would even if she were yeah, mortal, yeah. she would feel it calling her like, come home. <laughs> <laughs> 
And she's always had a real connection to nature, I feel like, too. Like, even before she was on Ayaya, like, she always, like, went to the shore or she always was very purposeful about explaining, like, how things felt and smelled, right? Mm -hmm. Every chapter, we got a new smell, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, so she thinks of what it would be like for her life to end and to meet Hermes for the final time for Mm -hmm. a journey to the underworld because he would be the one that would take her. She remarks that they'll look different um, when they see each other, obviously, but she says it like, I mean, maybe it's because I hear the audiobook, but like, I just got it as kind of like a little like tongue in cheek kind of thing. Like, of course, we'll look different. Like, I'll be an old hag and he'll still be young and hot, you know, (laughs) and we'll have a moment of like, remember when we slept together? Like, ha ha, you know, (laughs) Um, look at me now. (laughs) Yeah. Look at me now with my white hair. She says that it'll be the only time that he'll be solemn, but she thinks that she'll enjoy seeing him like that, like actually serious for once. Mm. Um, and it's really important to note, I think, like in this part of the chapter, I was like, you know, it's it's important to remember that like Cersei's not like, yes, I'm a mortal time to die. Like <laughs> she's <laughs> she still obviously have has some like trepidation, right? She's lived mm. like thousands of lifetimes and has never even had to consider dying. And so as a result, she tells us that there are nights when she wakes in a panic and she'll leave her darkened bedroom. Uh, with Telemachus and goes to their kitchen and she has to like whip up something some kind of potion or like transfigure something (laughs) just to like remember like oh yeah like this is who I am like to remember yeah remember the past and kind of like get into a comfortable state even this girl has the existential crisis yes that's what I was gonna say (laughs) when you mentioned it I was like this is exactly what she goes through in the next chapter like she has her moment of like oh my god it's all ending like is this what I wanted like (laughs) you know (laughs) can't turn back now (laughs) can't turn back now yeah (laughs) um and what I thought was really sweet and 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 what uh, what I go into more in the next thing is that he Telemachus rises from their bed and he goes to their kitchen and holds her hand and says, Cersei, it will be all right. And it's it's very oh. such a plain thing to say. Right. Like very simple. Um, but she also makes sure to tell us that it doesn't mean that we're not hurt or scared. Um, and I, I really took comfort in Telemachus saying this mostly because I also have, have anxiety pretty badly in terms of like health stuff. And like my dad passed away very young and like very suddenly. And it uh, before he passed away, I was like, whatever, like no care in the world. Like yeah. I was good to go, you know. And I think when somebody passes away younger than they're supposed to or like really what age is someone supposed to die, but younger mm. than you think that they will. Yeah. And, and so quickly, it just really like shocks you and makes you realize like life is not forever. Like people yeah. can go at any time, you know. Um but something like that, something like it will be all right is so important to remember when you're feeling anxious about that because like, is it really going to be all right? We don't know. Like, is it a guarantee? Absolutely not. Like I could go outside and get hit by a car tomorrow. You know, we yeah. never know. But if I continue to live my life in fear of living it, am I really living it? You know, as anybody who just sits there and, and, and worries constantly about being sick or being in danger like are you living your life no you're just kind of waiting to die and that's not living a life and I think that this is what she's illustrating here Madeline Miller is is with serious fears and about what and and what Telemachus tells her and that's why it makes it so perfect is because you can get into this big spiral of like I think I think Gloria you told me that the term crystal balling like your therapist or somebody would tell you that 
Yeah. And that's a term I still use now, crystal balling. It's like yeah. you can't get into that spiral of like, what if this and what if that? You have to just live in the now and like, of course, yeah. plan, but like don't spiral out of control. And that's why something like it will be all right is perfect because it really yeah. brings it down to one sentence and one, one, you know, factor, one definition. Yeah. I call it the anxiety whirl- whirlpool. And yeah, totally. In. I also have anxiety. So I, I mean... I don't know if you have anxiety too, Gloria. Yes, but I do. I, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I think we all do. Who and doesn't as a millennial these days? Right? All right. <laughs> That's very true. I mean, Excuse fair me, enough. I was diagnosed, so I'm just <laughs> Yeah. All the yeah. cool kids have it. I mean, yeah, yeah. I was like, I know, are you diagnosed officially? Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I have officially been diagnosed too. I had it as a child. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's, uh, it's just so cool to hear that take on that Kelsey, because it's funny. I just read this whole chapter and I'm like, how did I miss all this stuff? Like, I totally feel like I, it's okay. I rewrote it for you. Every word. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) No, I mean like photocopied the chapter. I'm reading it to you out loud right now. You don't even know it. And then, and thus she said, um, but yeah, I just, I, I felt like that's a really great way to think about it. And, um, what like my hat off to Miller for at even at the end, mm-hmm. like understanding mortality and what that would do and what it does to anyone. And that Cersei living for thousands of years is not exempt either. It makes you feel mm-hmm. better about your own anxieties and existential yes. crisis, mm-hmm. even though it's like a fake book. It still is like even a god would feel this way right Mm -hmm. so good insight I enjoyed that that was I did not pick that up from before yeah something that's nice that I personally like to hear is you'll be all right because like even if stuff isn't all right around you you'll be all right like it's kind of like the but did you die (laughs) thing that everybody's (laughs) saying now it's like but like what's the worst thing you can imagine did that happen no like, you're going to make it yeah. through it. Like, you're going to be okay. Maybe not right now, but eventually you're going to be fine. And I think I like that because it's that separation of even if things around you are chaotic, you'll be okay. And yeah. so yeah, it's like, because that's my first thought as a person with anxiety is when someone says, it'll be all right. I'm like, first of all, how do you know? Second of all, what do you mm-hmm. think is all right for me? And how can mm-hmm. you guarantee that that's going to happen? Third of all, you know, like, and then it's like. When someone's yeah. just trying to make me feel better, you know, but it actually heightens my anxiety because then it opens up this whole new can of worms of like, mm-hmm. of like questioning what everything is yeah. and what everything means. More yeah. spiraling. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, it will be all right is, works for, I'm sure, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, not me, but go ahead, Cersei. It's a comforting (laughs) thought, yeah. Yeah. Remember, she's a god and she's imagining all this, so she doesn't know what she's she's kidding. (laughs) We'll do some tweaks in the second rewrite, but, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Some notes. We have some notes for you, Cersei. (laughs) Yeah, I I just – I recall, you know – times when I'm spiraling or worrying about something and sometimes it's the most simple things that people say or phrases that can bring me back you yeah know? like mm. people being like you know what let's not worry about that right now right like something as dumb as that yeah. and I'm like but I have to because blah blah and they're like do you really 
Like you don't know what's going to happen with A, B, C, D, E, F, G. How can you worry about JKL right now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, so let's not worry about that right now is a good one. Um, you know, it's it's very simple things that have to bring you back in away from that spiral where you're thinking about, you know, 100 steps down the road where you need to focus on step two, three and four, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I loved that that was that was what he said to her and that was what brought her back. Mm -hmm. Um, and the quote that that of course, because I, I pull quotes. Um, the <laughs> the quote that I pulled from this that I loved was this is what it, it means to swim in the tide, to walk the earth and feel it touch your feet. This is what it means to be alive. Mm. And it's another call back to simplicity, right? Just yeah. feel the water, feel the earth feel the sensation on your feet. This is what being alive is because you can like dissociate, right? When you're feeling yeah. so anxious, you can completely come out of your body and remember that you're alive and that you're breathing. Notice your breathing, things yeah. like that. All those things Literally, that people tell like you. The crux of meditation, you know, mm -hmm. like right. feel your breath, your right? Body. How many times do we hear Living that? Living in the now. Like <laughs> Living the now. <laughs> breath to breath, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. That's something that I find myself doing is when I'm feeling anxious, my fingers will just kind of drift to my wrist and I'll like take my pulse. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily like a hypochondriac thing, but I, I do like to feel if my – um if my heart rate is elevated, but then it's also just the soothing rhythm and like the warmth. And it kind of grounds me, like you were saying, and it's like, you're alive. You're okay. Your heart's still beating. Mm -hmm. Like, and so it's just really cool. Cause at first I was kind of ashamed of it and was like, Oh, this isn't something I should be doing. Cause it's like a control thing or whatever. Like it makes me, cause I felt like a, like a hypochondriac, like I was taking my pulse, but then I, thought about I reflected on it a little bit and I was like oh yeah it makes me feel better because of you know the other mm -hmm. things I said like the rhythm and the warmth and then just like grounding myself was the main thing mm -hmm. and taking the focus yeah. off of whatever situation that I was in that was stressing me out and just kind of like helping recenter so I just feel like nobody mm -hmm. should really be ashamed of their coping mechanisms like all you know mm -hmm. if it's yeah. harmful that's one thing but it's still not something you should be ashamed of. It's something you should work through, you know, if it's something that's causing yeah. you harm. But I feel like mm -hmm. everybody's got their little quirks that are comforting. Like some people like still carry around a piece of their blanket from when they were tiny or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. and they just yeah. like have it sewn into a jacket or something that's, you know, concealed, but it's something that brings yeah. some comfort and nothing should be shameful about that. But unfortunately mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, you can't carry a blanket around when you're 38 years old or whatever. Yeah. Are you saying my blanket I shouldn't have it? Or? <laughs> no, I'm yeah. saying wear what, it. This blanket? No. <laughs> it's like the tiniest little piece of a thread. Yeah. Yeah. This There's like I a like, robot like chicken episode or something where like Linus was they like all the peanuts kids were in rehab or something and Linus <laughs> Linus still had his blanket. <laughs> Oh my god! And I was like, Brown's having nightmares about the football getting pulled out from. Yeah, him. Oh god. yeah, he was. He was in therapy for that. Oh my god! I like to call those things like my tool belt. I like to like imagine my tool belt of like things that it. I use because it's like it. It at least not that it shouldn't be one thing, but I think you know 
some things work in certain situations, mm-hmm. some things work in others. And I love the idea of like it being kind of never ending. You can keep adding tools or removing tools or whatever yeah. that work for you. So when I do have those like moments of clarity, I'm like, ooh, I'm going to, that's a tool that I'm going to keep to help me down the road when I'm facing A, B, or Z, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, I like that. So back in the present, um, this is kind of where her her flash forward or her vision kind of ends, you know, um, back mm-hmm. in the present, she feels her eternalness, her divinity, her, her goddessness kind of shine in her for the last time. And she thinks what, what sounds to me like a very like final thought or like thinks for the last time about gods and Titans versus mortals. And she remembers that she used to think gods were the opposite of death, eternal, you know, they could mm-hmm. never die, therefore they were the opposite. But now she sees that they're they're more dead than anything. They're mm-hmm. unchanging and they can hold nothing in their hands. Nothing is nothing is a constant to them. You know, nothing yeah. is there nothing is there for them for the entirety of their life. There's nothing that, that stays with them. Um, they can't hold anything in their hands. And she says, All my life I have been moving forward and now I am here. And so she feels like now is a real final time in her life. And she drinks her draft and that's how the book ends Finn that's it (laughs) that's it ladies and gentlemen that was it and I cried (laughs) you did no I didn't cry I got kind of choked up at the whole um the part in you know when she has her little panic moment and like she gets the comfort that she needs because I think in that moment she was like more human than she's been ever, you know, worrying about the life that she chose. And, you know, I think too, that like she always wanted to be able to go back like on her mistakes and fix them and try and fix them or try and change what she did. Um, And this is one that she couldn't go back from, you know, so once she drank that potion, that was it, you know, so she, (laughs) yeah, I think that she, I think personally that this this flash forward was in so much detail that I feel like this is what we can expect that happened to her. Yeah. So that's what I think. I'm going to choose to think that she got her happy ending because yeah. she deserves that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's been through enough heartache in this damn book. <laughs> well, I do have a question for you, Kelsey, because I feel like when I first approached you and Gloria about this, <laughs> Gloria was like, I'm in. And you were like... <laughs> Uh, I haven't read a book in like seven years. Like, what the hell is this sad? Like, uh, I don't know. And you're like, okay, all right. Was it worth it? Like, did I do good? Yes, it was worth it. Good job, Rose. Sorry, I just want to make sure. (laughs) Just checking in, you know, making sure that. But it was a roller coaster. Yes. That at times I was like, Jesus Christ, (laughs) this woman, please. Yeah. Give her a break. Right? Well. Maybe she finally got it, right? I think she got her break. Yeah. <laughs> right down to the last minute, but she got it. <laughs> well, before we go over like our final, final thoughts, I think we need a, do we need a final candle to blow out? Before? Yes. Yes. Oh, I was. Yeah. Gloria's Candle Corner. <laughs> Candles by Glow. Candles with Glow. I have a concept and a name for it, but I thought it would be kind of fun if we kind of, uh you know, curated the smell ourselves or the scent. Mm. Smell mm. sounds just so like, like it's a bad smell, doesn't it? Like scent yeah. is so much better. Let's curate the yeah. smell. No. <laughs> um, so 
the candle smells like Cersei's draft. And I think she does mention some things in there. Um, I mean, it's way too long of a chapter, so I'm not going to go through and like look and see what she did. um, So it can be either called Oh, the Humanity or... (laughs) Oh, with just an O, not O. Yeah, that's how it is in my notes. (laughs) Oh, the Humanity. Oh, exclamation point, the Humanity. Or it could just be called Mortality. Mm. Mm. Or or I I I like her, uh, how she says... This is what it feels to be alive if it was just called alive. Ooh. Mm, yeah. That's a good one. What were you I gonna like say, it. Rose? Oh, I was just gonna say, like, when I think of like the smells of mortality or like <laughs> aliveness or like humanness, like I don't know why the first thing comes to mind is like the smell of someone's head. Like, if you like <laughs> scalp. Ew, yeah. no, not scalp. Like, not- no, Microwave no, like feet. <laughs> no, no, not like the bad smell of scalp. I don't know, like like baby scalp. You know, I remember when I was like, younger, like I used to like shower. smell my mom's pillow and be like, it smells like my mom. Like, oh yeah, and it's not. I, I honestly don't know how you, you would what? bottle that. What <laughs> you did? What I don't, it sounds so creepy, but it was really sweet, Kelsey. You should be ashamed. Smelled Rose. a sweater Remember. and thought like, "Oh, this smells like my grandpa." Remember like, Linus. Oh. Remember Linus, Rose. No, don't know, be ashamed. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Don't be ashamed. I'm not ashamed. Don't that be ashamed I smelled my bullies. mom's pillow. <laughs> Say it loud and proud. <laughs> I it was, smelled my mom's pillow. It wasn't like, and I need I it now. Sat- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's reverse here. I wasn't like going around grabbing her pillow and like sniffing it like a creepo, okay? I mean like I would lay down in her bed and put my head down on her pillow or something and be like, oh, this smells like my mom. You know what I mean? Yeah. um, I don't know how you would bottle that smell of like someone you love, but like it's like their humanity. It's like their scent. You know what I mean? Like that's where I, I don't know how to like make that smell, but I feel like. You know, some of some of like the the biggest ties we have to like people we love are like, I don't know. What is that movie um, where she's like, oh, I'll always think of grandfather smelling of peppermint and tobacco or something like uh, the parent trap with Lindsay yes. Lohan. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Uh, Ding, uh, I just watched it. <laughs> I think they mentioned it in the older parent trap, too. So it's both Oh, they but, did. Oh, I yeah. Haven't seen that yeah. <laughs> You have it, Haley Mills. Oh, it's so good. Oh, man. <laughs> it's way better. But you know what I mean? Like, it's just thinking of like, to me, that's what mortality smells like is like mm-hmm. your loved ones. So mm-hmm. maybe it's like the the love potion in Harry Potter. It would have to smell different for um, all of us. Yeah, like mm-hmm. fresh parchment and whatever that nerd Hermione Peppermint said. Mm-hmm. and grass or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I remember hearing that uh, I can't remember if it was a story or like a news article. Um, I heard that people who have had someone pass away keep like a shirt of theirs or something in a plastic bag so that Mm. they can smell it every now and then. Yeah, like doesn't lose that smell. Yeah, Yeah. and I was just like, it was so sad to me because, I mean, for a lot of reasons, but it was just like, eventually it's going to lose its smell. Like you can't keep that smell forever or it's going to fade. And so Mm -hmm. it's just like, like I still have, it's funny that you mentioned that Rose because I have, um, (laughs) this is probably going to sound creepier than 
<laughs> than you think you sniffing sounded. your mom's pillow. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, it, <laughs> I have, I have um, a couple of headbands of my grandmother's, and so when she passed away, everybody was. I mean, she had so many kids and so many grandkids, and so um, a couple of my aunts and uncles had her stuff, and so it's not like it really got scattered around. But um, the aunts and uncles, we would go. Like I, I remember after I went to visit them, like a couple months after my grandma had passed away, and they had all of her stuff. Sorry, she was my grandmother, not my grandma. Um, and they had a lot of her stuff, and they were like, "Oh, do you want to take a look through and see if you want anything?" And I was like, "Oh, sure." And so I found the headbands, and my aunt was like, "Why are you taking the headbands?" And this was like the aunt who was not her daughter; she was like my, you know, had married my yeah, uncle. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know, because she always wore her headbands. They're her two favorite colors. And they, you know, like I took them out of the box and I just like smelled her. Why do you care? Right. And my (laughs) aunt looked, she looked at me kind of funny and I was like a little embarrassed, but I was like, whatever, I want them. And like, obviously you don't want them. So, (laughs) but I can, so I put them in a cigar box and it's funny because the cigars have uh, Gloria in their name, which was also her name. And so I was named after her. And so every time I open that box still, I can still kind of smell it. And so I don't ever want to, like, I don't want to open the box because I feel like every time I do, Mm. I let a little bit of the smell out. And so then it made me think of that, like, story or whatever that I had seen. And I was like, I should put it in, like, a plastic bag or one of those (laughs) storage bags or whatever. Because she's been gone for, like, 10 years now, I think. More than 10 years. And, yeah, it's just crazy. That's really sweet. That's yeah, really that's sweet. Nice. So, yeah, I think maybe she thought I was going to, like, wear them or something. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> no. <laughs> Sometimes it's just nice to have things that remind you of the people you love. Period. Yeah. End of story. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I was like, why do I have to explain myself? Yeah. But I don't know. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> oh, oh, exclamation point. The humanity. <laughs> so, yeah, what do – I have my book handy, but it's going to be loud – what did what are some things that she puts in I, there? I, I'm sure like um telegonus would be in there for her like if it was Cersei's certain candle like what he smelled like mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. what you her know island smells like. and what her island smells like and what maybe yeah like. <laughs> and the lioness I bet there's yeah even just like her dyes that she like you know, stinky dyes or, f- mm-hmm. yeah, I could see it being very, very the earthy. ocean, mm-hmm. the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Earthy. And maybe even like, um, little ambrosia. Yeah. Yeah. There'd be <laughs> a little scent of like other stuff from even when she was a goddess, like back, back in the day. I was going to say it would probably smell like the wood from Daedalus's loom. <laughs> yeah. there'd be layers maybe in the candle Mm -hmm. of all the like scents of her life you know and of course feta 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 how could we forget no forget the feta don't forget Uh, that was it y'all i know can you believe i want to hear everyone's little take on like what do you think will happen with cersei because i do think the genius in this novel is you're not told what happens. You're told what Cersei sees happening, and then she takes the the drink. Finn, right? 
Kelsey, we heard that, you know, you feel like it was so detailed that what happened happened. Gloria, do you have a feeling about it? Did you feel the same? I've I've seen some theories online where people feel differently, you know? So Yeah, I was gonna say I'll be the I won't say I won't say like the jerk because I'm not saying it like intentionally, but I'll be devil's advocate <laughs> and be like <laughs> I just because the way I deal with um like anything serious, whether it's like tragic or just you know, very serious to the point where it makes me feel uncomfortable or stressful is um, humor. So I automatically thought of like two comedic things that could have happened was one that she like choked on it and like spit it out and didn't (laughs) take it. (laughs) She like tossed it, tossed it back a little too too hard (laughs) and it like hit her, hit her uvula and she was like, (laughs) Um, dies on impact or she like <laughs> aspirated it you know <laughs> was like yeah. oh god i went down the wrong oh pipe my god. <laughs> <laughs> you hate it when that <laughs> potion goes down the wrong pipe <laughs> uh, she like belches um oh my god or that yeah. she was so entranced in this <laughs> sorry such a jerk. <laughs> she's so like. This is why you're here. Like, this is like, why you're I here. am so cruel. She, I just can't help it. These thoughts pop into my head and like as a coping mechanism because I was feeling all the <laughs> probably all the same feelings Kelsey was feeling, but I just deal with it in a in a different way. Yeah. I was choosing to not recognize them. She, <laughs> um, she is so enthralled and she's like dancing around like. You know, like da 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 so well. Making like, this, this making this potion that she like picks something wrong and puts it in there, and then she like accidentally poisons herself, and then <laughs> or she's like finally mortal and she's like celebrating, but she's on the edge of a cliff. <laughs> That's where I thought it was going. That's where I thought you were going with it. She's like, yeah, she's like, <laughs> I didn't even think it's of like that. Meg Ryan on the bicycle all over again. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's or like uh like I don't okay, this is a little bit of a segue, but or sorry, <laughs> not a segue, a tangent. But so I don't remember I played Oregon Trail like every day when I was in elementary school. <laughs> every day that I could. And I so I on the green screen version? Oh yeah. Apple two E's, yeah. eight oh, bit yeah. like. Burr, 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 burr. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> and my meat, my full. Yeah, you had to hunt like. <laughs> yeah, I love when you shoot the animal and it just goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> my <laughs> it just. <laughs> it goes from <laughs> vertical to horizontal. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, "Hi, Ted." He dead. He dead. <laughs> um, Whoa. <laughs> my river to Ford was always, everybody would always get like, oh, one meter. Oh, yeah, you made it. And mine was always like 45 meters. Oh, yes. you died or you lost all your supplies. But okay, so like when it came out on iPhone, like the game, Oregon Trail, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to get this. And so then it was like your baby could be snatched by an eagle. And I don't remember that. In, <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean my baby got snatched by an eagle? <laughs> I don't remember that part <laughs> from third grade. Uh, um, so something like that, where she's like, you know, spinning around. She's like a vision. Like or she's 
you know, goes maybe like goes down to her knees and has this transformation. And then she stands up and gets like clocked in the face with a bird like Fabio. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, how dare you make me bleed my own blood? Yeah. 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 Good job, guys. I didn't even think about that part. I thought more, I was like stuck with the potion or the draft and like what it would do to her. Yeah. It's funny. I I feel like, you know, I think I'm kind of in between, you know, I, I was very hopeful. And like, I remember when I closed the book, just thinking like, like I was overwhelmed with emotion and just thought that was such a great way to end it. Like I didn't actually even Mm -hmm. think too far ahead. I just thought like, what a great way to end it. Like you're, you, you end it on a high note. You're hopeful for her future. You think it's going to work out reading it the second time. I was like, you know, something that I remember Cersei talking about like earlier in the book was that, um, her family was known for their visions and she did have a few times where she had visions of things Mm -hmm. Um, like not that specific, but she did have visions of things. And Mm -hmm. so I was kind of like, maybe it is a vision that she's having um, that is on point, you know? Um, So this time I was even a little bit more convinced that this is the way things went. But I like that, like, Madeline Miller doesn't just hand it to you and say, this is what happens. It's Mm -hmm. like you get to decide like, and really this is what she's hopeful for, but we don't know how it's all going to turn out. I do think that at least she got turned into a mortal, whether or not this happens, this is like Cersei's like way of, you know, comforting herself into it or perhaps a vision. And I like that, you know, um, she just goes for it. She drinks the potion and that's the most important part is she made this huge decision for herself, no matter how it turns out. Mm-hmm. So I guess in my mind, that's positive to begin with because she took the hugest risk of her life um, drinking that potion, literally. Yeah. You yeah. Know? That's what I was going to say is mine um, kind of evolved after the two scenarios I mentioned before. Um, I was like, what if she becomes mortal? Of course, it goes dark again, though. What if she becomes mortal? And then, <laughs> like, they ha- they're they super happy for, like, a year. And then he, like, leaves her for someone else. And she's like, I became mm-hmm. mortal for you, you know? And But then the thought that I settled on was, like you said, Rose, that the most important thing for me and why I liked the ending of it so much was that she you could argue that she had done it a little bit earlier but I felt like this was when she truly like took her life into her own hands like she wasn't living for Mm -hmm. her son anymore she wasn't living in fear of like what uh, Penelope and Telemachus were up to she wasn't living for like a man like she was in love with a man but she wasn't living for them like she you can see really see her progress in her relationships which I liked Mm -hmm. and so I really felt like she had finally reached the apex of independence and was like I'm gonna live my life for myself however it turns out and so that was the main takeaway for me was just that like fierce independence that was finally you know like she wasn't killing people or like turning them into pigs anymore (laughs) <laughs> it was more like totally. about her and she was taking charge. I think that's a great point. And I think that, yeah, um, yeah. I, I agree. I think that she did this for herself. Like I know that in her vision, Telemachus is definitely a part of it mm-hmm. because she is in love with him. But it's funny. I think I was texting 
the three of you earlier, or maybe it was just Kelsey, I can't remember. But I was saying that like, I actually think Daedalus was like really the one that got away. I mean, he's mm-hmm. literally mentioned the entire novel. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like every chapter, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Tells you even keeping track. I, uh, <laughs> I know, right? No, I don't know. What I feel it's like most Telem- of them, though. Yeah. I mean, Telemachus <laughs> is fine. And I think he's a really good match for her. But I never felt like, oh, my gosh, this is my soulmate. This is mm-hmm. who I'm changing for. It's like, oh, she's happy and she's in love and she's going to make it work. But I think like, you know, she could have made it work with Daedalus, too. But it just timing wise, this is what worked for her. And you're right. Like she's at the perfect point in her life to do this. And so I do really think at the end of the day, it's about her and like obviously the people and the relationships she's wanting to hold on to at this point are important, too. But, um, you know, it's not like the center of the reason I think she does Mm -hmm. this. You know, I think the whole novel has been leading up to that. And I think I kind of like that, you know, it's not just revolved around like I'm doing it for a man, you know. Yeah. So, right. Um, you and know. those decisions are the ones that always stick or like have the most impact when you're making them for yourself. Yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. I, Gloria and I, when we used to live together, we watch a lot of intervention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, And they would always be like, you know, I'm doing this for my kids or I'm doing this for my husband. Yeah. And like, that's a great thing to, to have as like a supplement to why you're yeah. doing it. Because of course you want to be around for your kids and you want to be, yeah. you want to go to rehab and get help so you can be alive for your kids and for your husband yeah. and for your future. But like, if you if you aren't the most important person in your life, I mean you're not the most important person in anybody's life. You know, you gotta you gotta yeah. put yourself first and take it's why they tell you to put you put the oxygen mask on first yeah, and yeah, then yeah. put it on your kid. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. if you know, you, you have to survive. Yeah, yeah, you have to respect and love yourself enough to survive in order to take care of others yeah. and for them to love you back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it is important for her to have some kind of relationships that she's involved in too because again be part of being mortal is that we da- we do have those relationships we have family members we have lovers we have partners we have friends we have people that are also important but they're not like like you said Kelsey like we have to do everything for ourselves knowing that it will also benefit the people around us but like if you yeah. don't if you make those changes for anyone else they're never gonna stick you know yeah mm-hmm. so you can't pour from an empty vessel that's like the other saying that I like Zeep. the best. Zeep. Um, besides the oxygen <laughs> That's so perfect for one. Cersei. Yes, a vessel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like, I found- like RuPaul says at the end yes. of Drag Race. If you don't, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen? <laughs> Can I get an amen up in yeah. here? Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I found uh, a really interesting um, interview with Madeline Miller, actually, from a couple years ago. And she says, I really wanted uh, Cersei's story to mirror the Odyssey. In the Odyssey, there is this longing for nostos, the Greek word for homecoming. Odysseus uh, is searching for his homecoming. And even once he gets to Ithaca, he still sort of has to find a way to defeat the suitors and reestablish control over his household and reestablish his relationship with his wife. I think Cersei also spends a lot of the novel in her story longing for nostos. I wanted her to be looking for her family, her real family, her found family, and a sort of home, but she doesn't know where it is. It isn't like Ithaca. It doesn't exist geographically. It's something that she has to decide and create. And in that sense, I think she has all these qualities, but doesn't have a community. 
In order to have those qualities, she has to live entirely alone. So the one thing she still col- she still lacks is connection. Mm. I think that's really so tr- that's so true and so poignant to say about her and that giving up her divinity, she's creating a connection with those yeah. in her life mm-hmm. that are all mortals, albeit very risk risky because she yeah. doesn't really know a if it's going to work or b if these relationships are going to work out you know yeah mm-hmm. um but she's willing to take that risk to, yeah. to better her life and choose the life that she wants for herself yeah they say that the thing that makes you happiest you know they've, they've studied people who've lived long and have long happy lives uh the one of the most important things is community um people who isolate themselves you know don't yeah. have a community like that that actually affects your health. <laughs> yeah. So yes, it's true. Um, we study yeah, that in nutrition so. too, where it's like they, that's why so many uh, uh, senior feeding programs have community dining. So like, unless people are physically unable yeah. to come or they yeah. have to be quarantined because of some sort of illness, they, or like a pandemic strong. Yeah. They strongly <laughs> encourage them to eat with other people. Yeah. Yeah. That, so I've heard that. Cults. <laughs> <laughs> community. Woo! Community. Healthy community. Community. Not a healthy, cult. <laughs> healthy communities. Uh, I do know that the pandemic they're now saying has definitely taken a toll on children and I believe adults. Oh, sure. Um, I have had a couple conversations with my counselor and she's like, uh, you're not alone. Uh, most people are feeling that way uh, after the pandemic. Like it's. You know, I think um, for me, it's not like, oh, I'm trying to rush anything, but I also really am like ready mentally. Like I'm like, we need some kind of healing. We need we need to get back together Mm -hmm. and get into community because that is like part of our mortality and humanity is longing for and having community. Um, Real relationships. A real one, too. Like IRL. Physical ones, yeah. Physical, Physical relationships. Physical. Physical. <laughs> yeah. So it, it makes a difference. It really does. That's why I'm so glad I got to see you all recently. Oh, <laughs> we need to do segue. that more. Yeah. Way to circle back, right? Our segues <laughs> and our circling. Circle back. <laughs> well, I mean, we are circling Cersei, so yeah. Just don't circle, circle somewhere. Don't circle in a segue because you'll barf. <laughs> <laughs> Don't circle and segue at the same time. On a segue. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. Well. Well, I I have had the best time doing this with you ladies. It has been so much fun. I was I was full of of trepidation and fear going into it <laughs> that Rose has so kindly outlined. <laughs> Remember but when I'm you so hadn't dead. read a book in seven years, Kelsey? Remember when the last book you read was Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. <laughs> I love that part, um, that, like that episode where she was like. Good job. You remember the book you read seven years ago. Well, it was so much fun. Yeah, I never thought I would get into audiobooks, and so I I did, and so now I'm gonna. Now I have a freaking Audible subscription. Thanks a lot, Rose. Can you give me seventeen dollars a month for my new habit? No, (laughs) I already pay seventeen dollars a month for my own Audible habit. So welcome to the club. Yes, the cult. Welcome to the cult. Uh, 
welcome to the cult. It's, it's a, a healthy community. community. Oh, sorry. It's a community. <laughs> hey, are you guys wearing the same it's shoes? It's a cult. <laughs> <laughs> Nikes are in right now, okay? <laughs> you are kind oh, of wearing the same reach. the same color shirt, though. That was a deep reach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hers is white. Mine's brown. Mine's like a Heather oatmeal. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who's <Sorry>. that? <laughs> Heather's oatmeal. Oatmeal. Heather oatmeal. <laughs> Are you in the building? That's like Moe's bar. Uh, well, I have had an incredible time with you two, and I am also just so proud of us. Like, I know so it's proud. lame. I'm so proud. We did it. We, like, did it. We did the thing. I was going to say, and we did telling, the dang thing. <laughs> we did the dang thing. I was telling my husband, I was like, I don't Over care if we 30 have episodes. zero listeners. We did this together. It was such a fun journey. I honestly feel closer to you two just because we did this together. It's been like such a special like yes. ritual to see you, you know, even though it's virtual, like every week. And I hope we can continue like hanging out even if we're not, you know, recording or we'll come up with an idea for, you know, season two. Give me a couple months to like, you know, birth this child and everything, but... <laughs> Which is probably already birthed by the time uh, this episode comes out. Yeah, but, it will yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. She, well, he or I'm she sure, will be. Yeah, they'll be here. Um, I think our closing They've had music. to listen to all of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh, I think our closing music for this one should be, oh, oh, the time of my life. Of my life. And I won't I was trying to skip ahead, but I can't. Um, and I hold it all to you. Yeah. <laughs> well, we owe Nobody it all to you, Cersei listeners. <laughs> no, to put Cersei in the corner. Nope. We'll be back next week for the HBO picks and another special goodbye episode. So, uh, our casting special. Yeah. Casting special. Circle back. We should put we'll out some, back. some like uh, bingo cards <laughs> and see if anybody has the same picks as we do. Yeah. Something oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Interesting. Interesting. Muy interesante. So well, for almost around. the last time. Bye. 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 Oh. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, I'm going to stop recording. Oh, my God. CPOV. CertainPOV.com.